And welcome to Row 60 of Georgia Football Podcast. My name is Clark Gaines. Joining me today, as always, Adam Thornton. Boom, baby! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Big boom, Adam. Big boom! Big natty. Big natty, big episode. This is episode number 48. The Repeat dogs it. ran it back. Ran it back, back to back. Another, another special edition Row 60 National Championship episode, Clark. Boom. Gosh. And we can take our one-year-old Coke bottle this time and chug it. Last yeah. year, we took the 40-year-old Coke bottle, 41-year-old Coke bottle. But this year, we could, if we wanted to, take the one-year-old Coke bottle because that's how long it's been. There's, Not even a calendar year. There's honestly still uh, Coke bottles probably still on shelves out yes, there yes. that we could just go buy. Let's go how, buy. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not. That's just where we're at. Right. It's a program where we're at. Another national championship for this University of Georgia football team, man, Clark. I'm still floating on a cloud, man. I am too. Just today at work, I was just floating, just floating around, just strutting around uh, in my red and black and just fired up to be a Georgia Bulldog. It is always good to be a Georgia Bulldog, Clark, but right now is the best time yeah. in history of the modern world to be a Georgia football. That is crazy to think about. I mean, we are truly living through Georgia football, golden ages. We've been saying that, and we're going to continue to say that because, Adam, here's the thing. It's not slowing it's down. It's not slowing down anytime soon, brother. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep it rolling, man. Yeah. Keep it rolling. Just, man, always good to be a Georgia Bulldog, but right now it's just it's, it's just special. It's even more special, and I just mm, cannot contain my excitement <laughs> and my emotion about it. Get us cranked up. Yeah. Well, the dogs are, yes, back-to-back national champions after a 65-7 to beatdown over the TCU Horn Frogs. One more time. 65-7. to Adam, you say it. 65-7. to That's not a typo. That's not a mistake. That wasn't a game on your NCAA football 2014 <laughs> on the PlayStation 3, yeah. right? Oh, no, it wasn't. That, that really happened. It's real life. Well, Clark, that's what, uh, um, you know, that next morning after the game. I asked you, I was like, it wasn't a dream, would it? No, no. You were up, God, I mean, Adam, you woke up at like 6 their time, which, uh, yeah. uh, you know, juiced. we'd stayed up till 1 or so. Juiced. And uh, you were just juiced. Just and juiced. I woke up before my alarm, too. And, yeah, I saw you were on your phone, and I said, it's not real. This, this, this is real. This yeah. is real life. Yep, yep. Not yep. a dream. That's exactly right. That's exactly Christ. right, man. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, just thinking back on what happened in SoFi Stadium that Monday night, man, was uh, – I never saw it coming. I saw a win coming, but I never saw a complete mm-hmm. game domination like what Georgia put on, man. You know, this whole year, Clark, you kept hearing from folks saying, and people said, Georgia hasn't played their complete game yet. Right. They have not played their complete game to the standard where this team was talented enough to play to. And by gosh, they waited to the biggest stage with the whole world watching mm-hmm. to do that, and it resulted in a 65-7 to win, Clark. Yeah. God, it's unbelievable. Unreal, 15-0 in the first time in school history. I believe, Adam, we're only the third team in college football history all time to have 15 wins in one That's season. Right. Is that right? That's right. That's exactly right. I think Clemson did one year and LSU did right. one year. So where you are in the next one and uh, cap it off uh, following a 14-1 uh, and one season after yeah. that. So, I mean, golly, what's that? 29-1 and one the Gosh. past two seasons. Right, um, uh, I never thought I would see this day happen. No. 
and it just gets sweeter, and it never gets old. It mm-hmm. never gets old, Clark. Mm-hmm. Never gets old, man. Well, on this episode, we are obviously going to recap the national championship game. Uh, but before we do, we're going to talk about our trip a Let's little bit. Let's talk about it. We had a lot Let's of fun out it. there in uh, Anaheim and then Los Angeles. I about said Las Vegas. Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the atmosphere, SoFi Stadium. Heads up, y'all. It was not a very pleasant experience. Yeah, spoiler alert. We'll spoiler. have to get all into uh, what, what happened <laughs> that night. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, uh, a lot of good fun stories. A lot oh, of yeah. good fun stories. We'll have a weekly concession stage reports. Uh, Give it to us. Clark's fun facts. Clark's fun facts. Are we Maybe going with that? You got a, yes, you have a, a, a plethora of facts right there on the bullet points that I see on the notes. So that's yep. exciting. Everybody's looking forward to get to our favorite segment. And um, hopefully one day Clark might get somebody to say, hey, we'll make it be blanks. Clark's fun facts. Oh, yes. You know, yeah, so, I mean, that's possibly. an open spot. If somebody <laughs> wants to throw their business in there. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Clark's well, fun facts is going to be. If great. I get a segment, then we really should just le- we should let you have Adam's weekly concession stage report because I no, think no, that no. originated from you. So no, 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 whatever, we'll whatever. divvy it up that way. About it. How about that? It's going to be great. Going to be great yeah. to talk about uh, offense, defense, and special teams breakdown. Um, we're going to talk about what this championship means to us personally on this episode. Yes. Uh, it's yes. a big one, y'all. I mean, yes. we're, we do not take this for granted. It is, you know, it's almost as sweet as last year's. Maybe a little less. I don't know. We'll talk about that. We'll talk I can't about wait. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk. It's like trying to pick out your favorite child. Right. <laughs> I only have you, one. Right I was about now. to say you don't have that. But problem. I would I imagine if I doubled it, and you'd have to say, you know, what you you couldn't do it. You couldn't right. pick out who your favorite child is. You know. Oh man. So, um, and then, but we will talk about. it. Yeah, and then last but not least, we're going to talk about where do we go from here. Right. You know. Right. Uh, what's next for Georgia football? What's next for us? Got a lot of exciting stuff on the horizon. I know it's uh, it, the season's done, folks. I mean, there's no mm. more college football left to be played. Sad times. Uh, anytime soon. So, uh, sad but times. yeah, sad, but but sweet. But we get another off season to celebrate yeah. being a national champion. Absolutely. I remember, man. I remember right when the season started. Right, you know, getting about late August, man. I was thinking, I was wearing my national championship gear, my 2021 national championship gear, Clark, and I was like, man, you know, I. I I'm excited for football like mm-hmm. I've always been my whole life when it gets to late August. But I've enjoyed this offseason so much just celebrating being a national champion, just uh, just strutting and just uh, basking in that, right? Right, right. So uh, right then it's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't want to give this up. don't want to give this up being the defending national champions. Well, Clark, we get to go again. Exactly. Another offseason. This time you elevate it, you're going to take it to another level that you're not only going to be saying that you're a national champion, but you are a back-to-back <laughs> national champion because you, my friend, you, my friend, looking at me on the TV right now, looking at Carl on the TV right now, or listening to us in your car or uh, at your office cubicle or wherever you're at, you, my friend, say it with me now, are a back-to-back national champion. champion. Your favorite college football team, your school you went to, your state that you um, that you grew up in and that you are from, you, even if you're not from this state or you didn't go to school, you're, that you're a fan of, you are a Georgia Bulldog, we are all in it together, and we are all back-to-back national champions. Oh, Mm. Woo! Never thought we'd see the day, but here we are right here. A dynasty has emerged, Clark. A sleeping giant has been awoke. awoke? I don't know if that's the correct vocabulary term, awaken? but who cares? Who cares? Awaken. Nobody yeah, cares nobody about cares. the right term about it, but awaken. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We get so the sentiment. It is that, that sleeping giant, he's just started to stretch, and it started to mosey ah. on around. He's done got him a cup of coffee, and now he's going out the door. 
And he has gone out the door, Clark, and he the is, giants he is out. drink he coffee is, or yeah, something. Well, they got, he's got up, he's been woke up, <laughs> and he's he's up on his feet, and he's moving, and he's not going to bed anytime soon, guys. Oh. He is not going to bed anytime soon, and uh, that's the beauty of it, yeah. which is more good days come, more good times come. Mm, mm. Oh, man. Let's start last, uh, when, when did we leave, Adam? Friday? Gosh, Saturday. Saturday, yes, that's right. Saturday, Saturday morning. Saturday Early morning. in the a.m. Yeah. Early we, in the a.m., man. I mean, we we got out there towards Atlanta before the old sun decided to come around yep. above the horizon. I, uh, I I made sure to glance over at the trade school on North Avenue and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just just, just, just tell thought them about that, how pitiful they, they must be. That they're having fun in their Saturday morning biochemistry labs. Yeah. But they're not cared about football. That's yeah, exactly they, right. They're, they're we had that conversation as we went to the airport mm-hmm. uh, to really just start the trip off right. Right. So I uh, got to the airport, Adam. There was no line. Thank goodness for security. I mean, there was a little bit of line, but flew through security, flew yeah, out man. to San Diego. A lot of red. A lot, lot of red. red. Yeah. A lot of before red. Before we stopped, or sorry, before we got to San Diego, we actually had a connecting flight uh, in um, Austin. Austin. Yes. Austin, Texas. We ran into a bunch of TCU fans. Yes. Yes, but, uh, uh, ran into some TCU fans out there. A lot of TCU fans pregame were very, very excited, Clark. Very mm-hmm. excited, as they should be, as they should be. And, I mean, it was just friendly banner with them. Um, no trash talk, no overconfidence, just it should be a good game. We're excited for the opportunity. Glad to see you there. I told many of them how excited I was that they were there. They were the first team from Texas to make a college football playoff, yeah. opposed to Texas a and Texas. I just thought it was hilarious. So, you know, we had some good cordial conversations right. with the TCU fans. Clark uh, and the Austin airport and um, the ones that we saw on our trip throughout the whole time. So uh, that was something that was uh, that was good to see and uh, and and fun. So it was just a good trip. Good trip. Good trip. Uh, my favorite part of the flight, Clark. Okay, tell that? me. My favorite part of the flight is the complimentary Southwest Trail Mix. <laughs> Did you like that, Adam? mix. I liked it. I got fired up every time that the steward or stewardess would come by and give me a cup of coffee, complimentary coffee, yeah. and a complimentary pack of uh, Chex Mix. Okay, let me and ask you right quick while we're on that. Uh, yes. Chex Mix. What the is Southwest your favorite Airlines. piece in the Chex um, I, that particular one was the uh, what, what's the the bread type deal? Oh, you know like the little crouton, little crouton, like yeah. bread thing. I really like that. Okay, um, I, and it was it was it was good. So I would really get jacked up on every flight, and every <laughs> one of the stewards would know it because I would let them know how fired up I was about it. And I think they never have heard that before. But I wanted to let them know my gratitude oh, man, towards yeah. getting a nice little in-flight snack. Sure. Wheel cart. What was great was Adam, uh, my buddy McKay, was beside you. Yep. And uh, he was asleep. But you went ahead and you just snatched his, didn't you? I mean, why not? Why you don't not? need a good yeah. pack to go to waste, man, you know? <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, that's my favorite part of the flight yeah, uh, was that. And um, just kind of just having some friendly banter with yeah. just folks, conversating about where people's mm-hmm. from. And uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Good Landed time. in San Diego, drove up the coast. That was a really pretty yeah. drive up there. Uh, checked into Anaheim and then. We went to uh, downtown Disney. We are big Disney World, Disneyland people. I like to go visit. We've had a lot of childhood memories there. Uh, right. Last year, we went to Disney World for the Orange Bowl. This year, Disneyland. 
yep. for the national championship. So uh, spent spent a good uh, day in Disneyland. Got a lot of stuff done. We saw a bunch of Georgia fans in Disneyland. That yes. was really cool. Yes, and TCU fans. Yeah, and TCU man. So everybody was just out having a good time. Yeah. Uh, perfect weather. Perfect. Perfect good time, man. And I tell you what, too, the the car that you got us, Clark, to was drive it good? up the coast was good. It looked. It, it was like the, it being inside the cabin of a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. With the buttons Adam, going off. No, it was great. Hold on. <laughs> it was great. You when I, I let Adam drive. Adam drives on every single road trip he's a phenomenal driver he gets us from point a to point b safely now me on the other hand i get a little bit of road rage you get us from point a to point b safe because we will talk about it later because you had to carry the team oh well yes 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 game the next that is true but anyway adam was in the car initially driving us from uh, san diego to anaheim and he starts driving and we kind of we and adam's paying attention to the road he's not on his phone or anything but he does kind of drift into the other lane just a hair and all of a sudden he feels this buzz on the steering wheel yeah and he's like, whoa, 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 what, what is going on? And uh, it's, I had no clue. Yeah, but these no newer clue. cars, they I guess they alert you when uh, yeah. when you're drifting off in another lane without your blinker. Yeah, which said, is and good. that's good. That's good. Yeah. That was really smart, whoever decided to do that, you know. And um, but uh, yeah, I just the, wheel, the 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 steering wheel just started vibrating there, and um, hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Had never seen that before. So uh, a, a lot of gadgetry. Gadgetry is that a word? If that's not a word, we just made up another word. Um, on the instrument panel up there and uh, on the dash and everything. So uh, it, it was really neat experience getting to drive one of them up I five on the uh, the California coast. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, just good time had by all. Good time had by all. We yes. said that many times. Yes. Uh, Disneyland, right? Quick, Adam. What was your favorite ride out there? You know, that's there's a lot of uh, similar rides from Disney World that also exists in Disneyland. Um, What's one of your favorites? My favorite probably, uh, I, I enjoy Soarin', man. Oh, I think Soarin' was my favorite one, so uh, just being able to be like on a flight simulator just mm-hmm. gliding over the, the world. Yeah, you know? that's pretty. The one. Great Wall of China, um, the Eiffel Tower. Kilimanjaro. Was, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah and then uh, just, the, yeah, just just good time. Good, good time. Good, good flight, yeah. So. Uh, Disneyland, that was a lot of fun, and then uh, woke up the next morning. What about morning. yourself, Carl? Oh, oh. Favorite light ride at Disneyland. Uh, oh, it's a tough one. There's a lot. Adam, one of my favorites is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Okay. And it has a very interesting story. Yeah. You wanna, do you want to elaborate? Do you want to tell the people about it just right quick? I mean, it's just it's, a story with no happy ending, really. It's uh, it's about a, a frog that um, it's, it's a classic book, I guess. And it, the frog just, um, he, he, he has a wreck, and he, he, he dies, and at the end of it, he goes to to a bad place. There you go. That none of us we'll want to go to, and it's yeah. just it's just weird. It was it's just, just odd, odd ride. But anyway, yeah, it doesn't. Ha- normally, all these Disney rides have a happy ending. Oh, one more thing, I gotta I gotta throw this one out there. So, first ride of the day had just happened to be Alice in Wonderland. Yep. You know, a little slow ride. It was great. A great, good time. Me and Adam are children at heart. But at the end of the ride, we did see uh, some TCU fans. I mean, this was probably, what, 8 o'clock in the morning? Yes. Uh, We saw some TCU fans, uh, and we were on this ride in a slug. I think it's the slug or the caterpillar, whatever it's called. Scrunched uh, in it. Scrunched in it, and – we started barking at the TCU yes. fans. Let them yes. know that we were here oh, and we yeah. were in Disneyland. I'm sure they just, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> time for that. Yeah, yeah. they That's didn't right. know what was going to hit them the next day. It was, uh, it was, it was a time for yeah. sure. And then Monday woke up. Oh, it was, it was just a rainy, dreary day in Los Angeles, wasn't it? It was. Um, it, it was very, very interesting because I didn't know it rained that much in California. Right. And we just hit it on a rainy day there in Southern California. So, again, got up, got up early, went to the McDonald's and got a black coffee. And um, uh, 
then came back, Clark, and um, I got a good light jog right. in in the um, uh, what what would you call hallway. that? The hallway, I guess you would say, in the uh, in the motel there. So, um, kind of loosened up, and we got ready. We were sitting around. We were really trying to mm-hmm. get focused. You know, we, we that's when it turned into a business trip. That there was no more fun that was going to be be a part of the trip anymore because we had to get uh, focused on yes. why we came out to California. Right, right. As if us focusing is going to help us win or lose. Right, right, right. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just part of it. It's part yeah. of it. Oh man, um, Adam, I tell you, SoFi Stadium sucks. You want to uh, let me say this I'm right here to the people. I'm going to say this, Clark. SoFi Stadium was the biggest five billion dollar waste in world history. Yeah, in world history. I mean, you think about these great architectures back in the day. These architects, all right, that built the great pyramids in Egypt. Right. That built the Great Wall of China. Yeah. That uh, that that built the skyscrapers in New York and the uh, start of the Industrial Revolution. Right. What else? Other modern, just great stuff has been constructed through man-made. Uh, what's history? the thing? In, uh, I gosh. mean, that, that, a lot of good stuff. A lot mm. of good stuff. But I mean, I'm just thinking of trying to just these amazing man-made just arch. Um, I, what would you call it? architects building? You know, building. So, uh, what my thing about it is. So, you know, and I've been in some fun football stadiums in my life. Mm-hmm. Whatever kind of design, whatever kind of engineer design, SoFi Stadium, man, it looks good on the outside. It does. But when you get inside, man, when you get inside and um, and you see what that stadium is, then you add a little bit of precipitation mm. onto it. It's a train wreck. It's it a train wreck. It was tough. We sat in the upper, upper deck, about five rows from the top. We got up there. We needed some oxygen masks to, to, uh, to, to get us some fresh fresh oxygen in us. Uh, definitely um, was up there in the, in the middle of the clouds, you know, right. birds passing by our heads, all that good <laughs> stuff, man. And then to get to the bathroom, you had to go down another three flight of steps. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just very inconvenient to get from point A to point B. Yeah. And then what they didn't factor in, Clark, was the rain coming in through the sides of the stadium because it it looks like a traditional dome Mm -hmm. uh, on TV, but the sides are open and there's just a roof on it. Right. And uh, the roof was leaking. Yeah. It it literally was. Two-year-old roof, $5 billion stadium was leaking, uh, primarily on the TCU fans, God bless them. I mean, just a rough (laughs) night all the way around for them. But on the Georgia section as well, and the the rain would blow in again in the the, uh, the concourse concourse um concrete right there right and uh one thing about that i, I was looking at and uh, and water was starting to just just be gather settled settle there and um it got a little slippery yeah got a little slippery so people fell and uh we're having to get carried out on stretchers i mean men and women and children were going down left and right yeah it, it was uh i mean people were just being wheeled in and out in and out in and out broken legs broken limbs broken arms mm-hmm. i saw a poor woman go out in the gurney and she had her head wrapped i mean it, really it just it, i mean a lot of people really laid it out all out on the yeah line i mean we saw we, I, yeah, I mean, we, it was we a saw, tough time it we saw a, a guy time. on a stretcher with his uh, head wrap, and yep. then um, yep. you said somebody on the dog bit saw someone else break their ankle. break a broken ankle, Clark. broken ankle. So I'm telling you, like, I mean, people are going down. I mean, everybody's here just have a good time and thinking that their, their, their safety is not a concern. There was more injuries in the concourse of the stadium than in the football game. <laughs> The medical staff had to come off the field up into the bleachers. All right, so that's the kind of environment we're in. <laughs> It was tough. It was tough to see. Our brethren and our sisters 
We're just dropping like flies out there, man. I shouldn't be laughing. I'm not laughing at it. But that poor lady coming by with that head bandage around, I mean, bless her heart, looked like she just came out of a war zone. Like, I mean, it was just sad. I'm not making fun. Not at all. But, I mean, just it was a terrible situation. But uh, anyway, so to, to, to make this thing full circle, I witnessed this all night. And I'm like, we got to keep our heads on a swivel. You got to do a little, do a little shuffle with the feet. You can't take long strides. I don't take long strides anyway because <laughs> I got short legs, right? So yeah. I'm not taking long strides anyway. So I'm taking short strides. Well, I was, I, I was being cautious the whole night, Clark. Yeah, you the are. The whole night you I was are. being cautious. Just kind of just puttering, just puttering along, you know, <laughs> just, 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 you know, everything out in front of me. Well, we decided to migrate from the birds' nests up there. Birds I view to kind of get down where we could we could we could see some action, you know. Right. You know, everything was a little blurry up there because it, we were on up there. It was high up there. So anyway, we get to go down there. Uh my cousin Jess and Mary Beth and then yep. you, McKay, and Caitlin. We decided we're, we're fired up. Game's well in hand. Yep. It's yep. in the fourth quarter. So as I get on the second level, I get a little bit too excited. I get a little yeah. confident when my stepping. <laughs> well, Traditional, the traditional. You mean getting your feet just just knocked out? It's like somebody came with a baseball bat <laughs> and just knocked my feet out from under me. My feet oh, slipped up, and it was like a slow motion, and that's the most helpless feeling in the world when you know you're going down. <laughs> yeah, and there's not a daggum thing you can do about it. So I fell backwards, straight backwards, oh, and I man. had the, the souvenir cup right here in my hand, and it just flew ten feet in the air, oh, wow. and I landed backwards on my head and on my back, and I'm still sore right now and then like five people rushed to my attention i'm I'm all right i'm all right i'm all right you know (laughs) and i got up and i got and i got jacked up with them like you know and i kind of you know it was george like nothing's gonna stop me from getting fired up about this (laughs) and i went yeah and then you know trying to just because it hurt it hurt right right i was in tough tough spot at that point in time and then they went yeah and we we gave a hug and everything and i gathered up my cup and i went on and my the pain just kept throbbing in my lower back there in my head and for a minute i thought i had a mild concussion or something and uh, we got to the, the 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 seats where y'all were and I finally caught up with y'all and uh, my head was throbbing the rest of the game. God bless you, Adam. You were a trooper that it was trip. Th- but, I mean, it, it was straight Ooh. head to concrete. But, thankfully, I got a big head with a lot of padding back there well, between the uh, between the brain and um. We're glad you – so, But, uh, yeah, yeah. But, in all seriousness, I hate that uh, some people really did get – Injured, yeah, injured, but I mean, it, it was definitely a design flaw from the California mm-hmm. folks out there. And um, I'll just be honest, I don't want to play again in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, I mean, neither. Ever again. Me Ever neither. again. Well, I, I think y'all have enough to sue them. I'm serious. There mm-hmm. were so many people getting hurt. I think you I could. mean, dropping like flies. I mean, is that is that like a class action lawsuit or something? I, there's actually an injury lawyer for that specializes in SoFi Stadium slip. Oh, really? Yeah. Adam, I think y'all could get something out of oh, it. I, yeah, yeah. Maybe not you. I can't, but the because the, you the poor people that went down could probably without a doubt. Without oh, a doubt. Oh man, I'm just yeah. Oh goodness. But it anyway, was, so I mean, you, we had to con- contest with that, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what we well, did have to contest. Two, and two now, Clark, for some folks out there too. You had slippery conditions and. <laughs> And people feeling a little bit inebriated. Oh, boy. Some of them old boys and girls out there 
I mean, they didn't have a prayer. <laughs> no. There was no chance. No chance. There was a guy pregame. There was a guy pregame. I mean, sitting up there with the 500 levels. And, I mean, at that point, you start to literally get on hands and knees to scale these steps uh, up there. And God bless him. He he took one little step (laughs) and slipped. And I'm telling you, Adam, he went down three steps on his body. I'm telling you, man. And I feared for him. I think uh, it was scary. I think we had a couple people like break through some glass, like topple over and go through some of the glass. I heard that too. And uh it, it was a it was a rough, rough, uh rough time. <laughs> there. So if you didn't go paint the picture, this is what happened. <laughs> if you this didn't go to happened. the game, you may you may be thankful yeah, that you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean you have risked your yeah, life. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, oh my god. Tough gosh. times in the stands. And so far. Yeah, I mean it was a pretty stadium. Uh, I will say one quick thing about good so, a good positive. Yeah, cosmetic were great one positive was the uh video board it was phenomenal yeah, yeah, i mean the best yeah. video board beats mercedes-benz by a mile in my opinion uh yeah. really cool they call it the infinity board there i think they use every single uh square inch uh for for pixels and stuff so yeah really cool stuff um but uh yeah i will say one negative adam yes. was a concession stand give us that weekly concession stand that concession stand report clark there were no dipping dots to be found. No, there was strike not. one. And we needed some big game dipping dots, Clark. We made that a staple, big game dipping dots. There was no dipping dots to be found. I don't know if that's something in the state of California that you can't find a dipping dot, but there was not one to be found uh, in SoFi State. Yeah. Not, and not that was good. disappointing. It was that very was disappointing because we needed them, so that really didn't get the tone started. Right, right. right. You know? So that and was strike one. That's strike one. Strike two. My poor wife, Caitlin, she wanted some food and. Yeah. The yeah. the thing to do, I guess, as a good husband would be to go get your wife food. Of course it would But be. I can't. That is the, not before the National right, Championship right, game. Right, so I right. told her she's on her own. Chivalry's out the door. And chivalry's out the door that, when right, it's the National that, Championship that it? game. Yep. That yep. uh, <laughs> and so anyway, she she braved the 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 long line. And she yeah. was there for forty to forty five minutes waiting on tater tots. And Adam. you had and you had the thought that she might have got kidnapped. And I did it did cross my that, mind that and I had a possible abduction. Yes. And I called her and thankfully she was okay yep. but well, uh yeah tater tots were actually good though i gotta say were, the tater tots now the food now the, the food, food now I, and i got a hot dog pregame man i went back to my roots and got a good traditional pregame hot dog felt like it was right and it was great eight out of eight out of ten man and uh it, it was good it was good good hot dog good right. hot dog and um Something that uh, I can't complain about the actual food, and I got a tater tot or two um, from Caitlin's uh, stash there, and, mm-hmm. and that was good. So I think the food actually was good, yeah. but I think the inconvenience of getting the food and um, the the lack of getting people in and out, man, right? Getting people in and out, you it, know, it just was a was a flaw and mm-hmm. something that they weren't ready for with this crowd. I, I feel mean, like, so. th- yeah, they truly acted as if there weren't anything important going on. Down on the field. Or, yeah. It's just yeah. like, whatever. No, no sense of urgency. Yeah. <laughs> no sense of urgency. Which you would think would be the opposite. Uh, right. You know, they, they say Southerners are typically just slower people. You know, right. they live right. life a little bit slower. But, hey, Mercedes-Benz, they, they kick some tail. They do. So far, I can't say the same thing. So, um uh, maybe they'll have a chance to redeem themselves twenty years from now when we play there again. I'm yeah, sure. maybe, maybe so, maybe so. Oh, but a lot, a lot, of, a lot of kinks in the whole deal mm-hmm. to work out. Caught yeah. from from um, from the concession stands on down to uh, con- concourse um, elements. You know, elements, yes. elements that are in the concourse <laughs> of when you try to build a a uh, a roof over a stadium, but also have the uh, the possibility of rain getting into the concourse. Right. 
Uh, somebody said it was a five billion dollar gazebo. That it was. Yeah, that it was. That good. Good point. That's a good analysis of it. Yep. Let's move on uh, to yeah, some fun right. facts. Harsh fun facts. Hit it, baby. All right. Georgia absolutely destroyed the record for the largest margin of victory in a college football national championship game. The Boom. margin. The margin was fifty-eight points. The next highest was Alabama in two thousand twenty-one over mm. Ohio State, and Clemson, who beat Bama in two thousand nineteen. I think both of those were like twenty-eight. Yeah. So we beat. The, the shattered record it. shattered, shattered by 30 points. Wow. I mean, good gracious. Uh, that is also 58 points is also the largest margin of victory in any bowl game ever. Repeat that again for the people. I am. I am. I'm going to say this a different way. 65 to 7, 58 points is the largest margin of victory in a bowl game ever. 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 Not just national championship. No. Ever in a bowl game. Yeah. We're talking about bowl games. We're talking about the Camilla Bowl. We're talking about the Gasparilla Bowl. We're talking about the Liberty Bowl. Music We're talking City. about the the Poland Weed Eater Bowl, <laughs> Music City Bowl. All of these games that have been played, all 757 bowl games that are played a year and have been played since before World War II, this is the largest victory, that the difference in points scored right here. Biggest margin. Biggest uh, that's margin. Crazy. That's wild. Us. Unbelievable. Yeah. International championship, folks. Folks, listen to that again. This is the largest difference in a game in bowl history. And it was your Georgia Bulldogs winning a national championship. It's wild. I mean, that, that is unbelievable. That's I, a beautiful fact. I really. That is a beautiful fact. I had to double check that because I'd, I'd seen it some places, but I, I went and, and checked it. And that is uh, true. Largest margin of victory in a bowl game ever was a national championship win mm -hmm. in front of the whole entire world, man. Yeah. In front of the whole entire world, the Georgia brand was displayed with a 65-7 to beatdown, baby. Yeah. And you best bet people are tired of Georgia now, Clark. They I are. love it, baby. We're getting to the point now, Clark, that people hate Georgia. We're the evil empire. We are the ones who just who just win now. Yeah. We just win. We just win, and people can't stand it. People hate Georgia, and you're going to hear more of it, man. And you know what you do? You love it. You mm -hmm. you ask for more. You stick out your bowl, and you say, give me more, please. Yep. You know what I tell those people? I say, get used to it. Get used Dang to right, it. Because we're not going anywhere. Nah. Uh, 65 points is the most in any BCS or college football title game. Uh, Georgia nice. outgained, let's see, Georgia outgained TCU by 401 yards. That's Woo. insane. It is also the largest in the BCS and college football playoff era. Four, you outgain an opponent 401 yards? Are you going to – that's insane. That's insane, that's man. In, um, you know, any football game, but especially at this – um, this stage right here, mm -hmm. national championship. I mean, complete dominance yeah. from the opening kickoff to the final final buzzer. Yeah. Final whistle. I found this on ESPN. Georgia had 51 offensive plays in TCU territory. Wow. TCU had only seven in Georgia's territory. Wow, man. Wow. <laughs> and what, that was, how many How many plays was it until they scored after the, uh, the bone covers there? Two, the I think. Drive? Two, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so really just – what five plays really? Yeah, all together. And where they marched that? That's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. and take that out that drive, man. That's yeah. Uh, Kirby Smart is the second coach in history to win multiple national titles at his alma mater, and the first being Bear Bryant. Nice, that was really cool. That's a good fact. That's yep. a good fact. Um, and Adam, here's one. All right, give it to us, baby. I like this one. Row sixty is two for two in national championship Boom, games. Boom, baby. Hey, Woo! hey I, you know, I don't know if it's coincidence or not, 
But I, all I know, Clark, is when we thought about doing this podcast in the summer of 2021, we did not know what was ahead of us. No. We did not know what was ahead of us, and then all of a sudden, bam, two national championships. I'd like to think we have something to do with it. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, nah, but it's been great. It's yeah. been awesome. And I'm thankful every single mm-hmm. time we do this episode for the ride that it has been. Yeah. It has been unbelievable these past two seasons to sit here and ramble and just get fired up about Georgia football with each and every one of you from the call-in shows to to uh, every episode to the, the threads on social media that I look at my, my wife's social media and can see what Clark has done with the Row 60 account and everybody else commenting on it. And the fun, that's what it is about. I say it every episode, but truly, these times that we have got to experience this year and last year is why we're Georgia fans is because we, we've wanted that moment. We have envisioned this moment, Clark. Mm-hmm. For so long, we have sat around and thought, what would it be like to win a national championship? What would it be like to celebrate with with this person or that person right. or to be in a stadium or to be in a room filled with all of my family, all of my friends and us just celebrating, jumping up and down when we're watching this game play. I want that feeling. Yeah. I want that feeling. For so long, we, we we thought about it. We dreamed about it. And uh, we, we talked about it all the time. Yeah. Every July and August, man, mm-hmm. conversation would be is this the year? Is yeah. this the year Georgia is going to win a national championship, Clark? And then it happened. Then it happened last year, Clark. Mm-hmm. Then it happened, and we were just jubilant. We were overjoyed. Nothing will ever be like the first time. Nothing will ever be like the first time. But after that t- that first time happened, you go into the offseason, and you're thinking, man, we just saw a Georgia football national championship. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank yep. the Lord, man. And uh, well, we talked about it. We relived it all offseason. This next season comes up. And it's like, well, we're not going to be ungrateful because we we have us a national championship. Right. We're going to get into it. We're going to love it. We're going to be rowdy every single game. But it's not going to tear us up because we have our national championship. Yeah. Then we get sucked into it. Then we get sucked into it. And I think, oh, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. You know what? It was done again. It was. No idea how Georgia could top that 2021 season, that 14 and 1, 2021 season with a dominant defense, man. Finally beating Alabama in a national championship. Mm-hmm. Games that weren't even close outside of just the one blunder in the SEC championship game. How do you top that? How do we go from here, Clark? How do we go from here? How do we go from that game now watching Georgia football? You follow it up with a 15 and 0 regular season mm-hmm. perfection. SEC champions and a 65 to 7 win in the national championship, Clark. Yep. Wasn't even close, man. You knew it from the first possession that this TCU team did not have any business being on the field with the University of Georgia, Clark. Yeah, and I and I and I said that like I, and I felt bad because they were TCU fans behind us. But I I just told my buddy McKay, I said they don't belong here. They didn't belong. And, I, and you know what, Adam? I don't think any team in America would have belonged on that field with Georgia uh, that night. No, no, they wouldn't have, Clark. The electricity from Georgia fans, Georgia fans just feel it now. Georgia fans have always been there, always been supporting, but yep. they have ramped it up to another level. The electricity in these stadiums for these games, it's intimidating mm-hmm. what Georgia brings. And, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm biased, but it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. Anybody who has been to these games has seen Georgia fans, seen how they travel all the way to Los Angeles, to these other places, and how loud they are from the opening kick understands what this culture is and how special this group is, Clark, mm-hmm. and how special this group is, man. And uh, what Kirby Smart has built, 
you can't replicate it unless you could get out there and you could get the guys, the two and three deep guys that he can get. The Jimmy's and the Joe's. You know what wins national championships now and what has won these past two national championships with the University of Georgia. It's physicality, baby. It's that sign we held up for the last calling show. It is physicality, and it is not just physicality, Clark, on game days, on these Saturdays when we see them. It is physicality, Clark, from – Every practice that they've had, more so than the person they're lining up against on these Saturdays or last Monday night against Texas, Texas Christian. Mm-hmm. And you know the reason why, Clark, people can't replicate this style that Georgia has? Because they do not have the dogs or the depth that Georgia has that they can go line up and hit each other yeah. and be ready to and replicate what Kirby Smart's program is doing. But because he's got these guys – these these guys just talent stacked on top of each other and a belief in a culture that is bought in. They go out there and they knock each other's heads off and they're competing against the best. It is the best on the best. And then when it gets to game time, man, they've already had their toughest thing. Mm-hmm. It was the, it was that whole week leading up to it. Yep. That is how you win national championships now, man. And it is a well-oiled machine in Athens, Georgia, and something that is not going to slow down but continue to get stronger because all your people see, all America is seeing, all the world is seeing is Georgia just winning, winning, winning. Georgia has conquered the biggest dynasty in college football history. was Nick Saban's Alabama. Same conference, same everything, man. Been put down by that those that team, man. Lost some heartbreakers. They finally get over the hump. This year they win a national championship again. Everybody was talking about how, oh, wait till the next 40 years, you know, or all, you know, everybody could get one every now and then. You know, you look at all these these teams have been just one just flashing the pan. Nah, man. That is what is a sustained program is built to be not a one-hit wonder but a sustained program is meant to be and we've kind of thought well it'll happen in the next couple of years for sure next this was supposed to be a rebuilding year car i know a rebuilding year and it's 15 and 0 perfection baby i'm off my soapbox you can't you can't i'm beat, off my soapbox you can't beat that for sure golly uh Woo, man let's start man, it's great to be a georgia it, bulldog it certainly is let's talk about georgia's offense uh, listen to this. This is just insane. This this shows you what happened. Uh, you don't even have to watch the game. This shows you how dominant Georgia's offense was. 12 possessions, Adam. Here we go. Give it to me, buddy. Touchdown. Boom. Field goal. Uh-huh. Touchdown. Boom. Touchdown. Boom. Touchdown. Boom. Touchdown. Boom. Punt. Mm-hmm. Touchdown. Boom. Touchdown. Boom. Touchdown. Boom. Touchdown. Boom. End of game. Boom. We punted one time. We kicked one field goal. The rest were touchdowns in 12. We had 10 touchdowns. Wait. Whew. Yeah. No, no, no. Excuse me. Nine touchdowns. We had nine touchdowns. That right there, Clark, is at the biggest stage, too, I think. You know, Mm -hmm. this wasn't a, you know, uh, last Saturday in September against um, the University of, I don't know. New Mexico State. New Mexico State. Yeah. yeah. It it wasn't that. Right. It wasn't that. You know, this was the national championship Mm -hmm. that you just won 65 to 7. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were saying, well, TCU shouldn't have been there. They, they, they didn't deserve to be there. Why were they even there? They sure seemed like it beforehand. All these analysts, all these people out there yes. in the world, the, yes. oh, they like yes. the TCU yes. story to Max Duggan. <clears throat> That's right. Uh, I mean, the Johnson, Quentin Johnson, I don't even know if that kid had more than two catches. And if he did, it, I mean, he didn't make an impact. None oh, of yeah. them did. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you get these ESPN talking heads, the guys, you know, uh, play college ball a lot of them are really good college football players and and uh after after their playing days they get to go on espn be a suit and tie figure and make mm-hmm. uh make seven digits a year 
either high six figure or high seven digits, and it, and it doesn't matter what they say. I mean, they could be wrong because they've been wrong so much. How many of them have you seen that had just the worst analysis leading into this football game, Clark? I mean, you saw Robert Griffin the third. I mean, Lee Corso, bless his heart, yeah. TCU. Said Max Duggan was the best player on the football field. Said Max Duggan was the best football player on the field. Yeah. Okay. And but and then they would talk about position group. TCU has the advantage. This position group, all TCU has the advantage there. It didn't look like there was one position group on the field where TCU had the advantage. I completely agree with that. From the coaches' staff to the offense to the backup to the defense punter. to the backup punter to the water boy to the trainer to the video staff. Yeah. To the fan base, baby. Oh yeah. We were definitely the dominant fan base. I can tell you that much. Oh, that, those TCU fans behind us were rattled. They were rattled. Looking, like, looking at us like we had four eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were shocked. I think that even, the, you know, and TCU's it, well, defense. And, and it, we weren't rubbing anything into them. They just saw the passion of how much it meant. Mm-hmm. How much it meant, right. man. And uh, I, I don't think they, they understood it. Being from the state of Texas, you think it would be. But it, it was to another level what Georgia fans brought. Um and so far, stadium that mm-hmm. Monday night. Yeah, TCU's defense—they uh, look just shell shocked. God bless them. You know, I think they thought coming into this game they were going to do the same thing that they did to Michigan to us. They did, and they, they did. did that. They did. I they mean, did. it was a complete domination for four quarters from this Georgia offense. Listen to this: Stetson went 18 for 25 with 304 passing yards, 39 rushing yards, four passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. He he counted for six touchdowns. Which and, ties with uh, Joe Burrow, right? Yes. As the most does. touchdowns accounted for mm-hmm. in the national championship. And it could have certainly been um, seven, I think, had he he'd been yep. left in a little, yeah, little bit Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Uh, exactly. Know, at some point, you had to call off the dogs. I mean, it got to a point, y'all, it was pitiful. When you see Just it. looking at them, they look so dejected. Even the players on the field, you could say it for the 500 levels, they look dejected. And, they did. Um, you know, and that's just part of football. That they just ran through a buzzsaw, but They did. And, just ran um, through a buzzsaw. I wish it could have happened to a team like Tennessee or Auburn or uh, Clemson or Alabama. But, but uh, you know, it just, it, like I said, it didn't really matter who we played that night. I don't think anybody was going to slow down this Georgia offense. That's right. Uh, we had five running backs touch the ball. I thought that was cool. Um, <clears throat> Brock obviously had the game of his life. Seven receptions with 152 receiving yards. I have to, I have to say this. He's a tight end. He's not a receiver, though we do throw to him like he is a receiver. He's a freak of nature. He is. Just a complete unicorn. Yep. A unicorn, yes. And it's criminal that he could be back next year. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he is coming back. He will only right. be a true junior mm-hmm. next year. He had a touchdown and an average. Listen, this is insane. He had an average of 21.7 wow. yards per catch. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. And it's not like he just got one deep ball. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not like he was open on every single one of those right. plays. In the sense, I mean, they were good balls by Stetson and great. I mean, what I mean by open is the fact that there was about, you know, five, six yards of separation. A lot of – some of them play, were good thrown footballs and great catches by Brock Byers, right. too. Yeah. I mean, they were contested and for contested. sure. That's right. That's right. So, And then uh, 32 first downs. <laughs> 32 first downs in that game, 589 yards. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing, and we're watching the game right here. First quarterback with multiple rushing touchdowns. I believe yes, that's right. Said. That's since Vince Young, since Vince that, Young. Uh, that classic Rose Bowl game, yeah. and um, for the 05 season, 06 Rose Bowl. I mean, I don't know what else to say, people. It, the offense just went off. I mean, it was truly I, I, the I best game. Do whatever you have to do to get Todd Munkin to 
just stay <laughs> yeah. in Athens, man, and, uh, and and keep his keep his wife happy. Just whatever mm-hmm. you know, let her let her pick out whatever house she wants to live in, yeah. a Lake Oconee, whatever, whatever we got to do. Not me, but. People, yeah. <laughs> people got to do to make sure that Todd Monken stays in Athens, man. Absolutely. I hope uh, because what he has meant to this program with this offense, he is a wizard. He is a wizard, mm. and uh, the game plan that he had and the way he had those guys ready to execute it was just uh, it's unbelievable. Watching mm-hmm. this offense is unbelievable, and it doesn't get the credit for the explosiveness that it has uh, enough. I think, man, yeah, because you hear about Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, USC's offense, CJ Stroud and Ohio State outdueled them, outscored them in a shootout. Uh, Alabama with Bryce Young, you know, you, mm-hmm. you hear about all these offenses, high-powered offenses, man. Georgia should be right there with them in the Agreed. conversation, Clark. And, and it the, was proven on Monday night that that is the case. Yeah, but and, and but you're going to hear these excuses like, "Well, you guys got a, a 25 year old playing quarterback," or yeah, no. and, and Stetson. The only reason he's doing any good, anyways, because of his, you know, the cast around him. What quarterback has ever not a, a good, you know, championship quarterback has never not had. A, a supporting cast around. Well, it's like Joe Burrow yeah. uh, is phenomenal, absolutely unbelievable. But it's not like it was just Joe Burrow out there right. with a bunch of right. just just two stars mm-hmm. and scrubs. I mean, the, the the two receivers he had in that nineteen season are two of the best five NFL wide receivers in the game today, and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So I mean, yes, it, it takes a, a accumulation of talent like that, man, and the right fit and the right belief and attitude and work ethic, mm-hmm. and that's what everybody on that team has, man. Agreed. Belief in their coaching staff, belief in the buy-in from the message that they are preaching to them, and belief in each other. And when you have that, like Georgia has for the past couple of years. Mm. That's what you get. I mean, you get a blowout in a national championship game. You know what I go back to, Clark? I go back to and I think how this program was built. Mm. 2016, you come in there, and there was a lot of weeding out, a lot of rough times, man. Me and you went to Oxford, Mississippi to see an absolute just blowout. I mean, it was bad. One of the worst beatdowns. It was hot that day, and we just watched Georgia just get ran off the field against Hugh Freeze's Ole Miss team, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hail Mary against Tennessee, just some rough times in 2016. But you, and you lose to Tech and and stuff like that. Vandy. But, and Vandy, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So you know, but you saw stuff being weeded and a culture being developed. Mm-hmm. And then I think back after that off season, car after that off season, where it looked like to me it was about to just just take off that you could see the buy-in was starting to happen was you saw Nick Chubb, Sonny mm-hmm. Michelle, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Carter, and Davin Bellamy yep. all have a press conference to say all four of them are coming back yeah. to set that foundation. And they came back with that 17 team, and that 17 team will always be special because that was the first SEC championship team of the Kirby area, the first playoff team, man. And that's when you felt that belief that mm-hmm. Georgia could be up at this upper level, right. man. You came that close to a title then. And, you know, you had about three years after that where you were in the hunt every year until the very last week of the season or the conference championship game. And that's when the, the picture started. And then all of a sudden, boom, these past two mm-hmm. years, it has built to this point, man. Yeah. And and thinking about that is humbling of where this team has been and where this program has been built. And it takes a while. It, it's something, Clark, that teams cannot do in one offseason to catch up to. Teams cannot build the foundation and the culture, especially in the SEC East, that, I mean, only Alabama has it. 
Only Alabama has it, and that's starting to crack. That's starting to crack. Yeah. But when people are talking about who's going to win the East, who's going to contest Georgia in the East? Yeah, Tennessee's got to get – no, you're not going to have a team be able to build a culture in what Georgia has in one offseason, Clark, to close this the gap that is way too big yeah, in one offseason. That's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, no, I mean, you're right. And I think those guys in the 16-17 season, especially Chubb, you know, Lorenzo, Davin, and Sony. They they deserve credit for this. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Man. I, I, Lay the foundation. Yeah, Lay the foundation. And, and they showed that uh, they care about this university. That's and, right. And they care right. about sticking around and winning championships. That's the thing about it. I, they didn't stick around just because oh it helped their NFL draft stock or or you know for more clout or whatever. They did it so that they could win a championship. They cared about and Georgia. They, they they specified that. That's right. And and when they said that in that press conference, I'm with you, Adam. That that was kind of a shift. You know, it was more like, hey, we're not just here to mess around now. We're here to win championships. That's right. And they got daggum close to winning one that year. Uh, but they set the foundation. Those guys deserve so much credit, and they never are going to get it probably from it, a lot of people. Well, that's how the standards built, Clark, because these young guys come in, these talented five-stars come in, and they see what the Georgia way, what Kirby demands. And it's not just from Kirby saying it, so I'm going to do it. It's not just from that. It is seeing the upperclassmen, right. the leaders in that room. And once they leave, they become the new leaders, and mm -hmm. it's just passed down yeah. from each class, man. And what you're seeing, and then you translate those guys, you had the same type of guys this year on this team mm -hmm. that were on last year's team that were like that group. But this year it was guys like Nola Smith saying, hey, I'm coming back. Yeah. Christopher Smith saying, hey, I'm coming back. And uh, what they do, they came back and they uh, they they went 15-0. Um, Stetson coming back. These guys that came back, man – and, uh, you know, a lot of them said, oh, man, well, I won my national championship. I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. But, no, they were like, I'm going to come back, and we're going to run this thing back, and we're going to make it even better. And that's what they did. Yeah. That's what they did. It was even better than it was the year previous because this year was perfection. It was. It SEC was championship, perfection. national championship, 15-0, and 0, man. And you go down as the 2022 Bulldogs, being in the conversation with the best teams to ever do. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Just in a little bit. Uh, Georgia's defense against TCU, what can you say? I mean, there was one play, one busted Dial coverage. In, and Dial Adam, in. when I saw that ball soaring through the air, at no point was I like, oh, man, here we go again. You know, this is going to be another Ohio State situation where right. they're just going to throw it all down the field on us. No, it was just a, it was a true busted coverage. I don't know. I think – I'm pretty sure it was Kamari – and uh, now it's Ringo or, and uh, Javon Boyd. Oh, yeah. And I don't know who's who it was, but both of them then just played phenomenal after they did. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing you got to give it, you, you got to give that whole secondary a lot of credit. It uh, looked like it was Javon, and uh, but if it was Javon, he had two picks and he had a fumble yeah. recovery. So, I mean, un unreal. Keeley did great. Um, I feel like this secondary has been challenged the past two mm -hmm. games before that and heard a lot of a uh, lot of talk, a lot of doubt right. coming from folks about them and uh, what they do. They stepped up. And, uh, I mean, that Quentin Johnson, NFL, how many receiving yards do you have, Clark? I have no idea. Three? No, did he? Really? Three. That sounds three right. receiving yards, Clark. Three receiving yards, man. And I mean, you, you heard all mm. week this guy's going to tear you up. This mm -hmm. guy's a big NFL guy. Makes six four, big frame receiver. They locked him down, Clark. They did. And when I knew, and I want you to answer this question, when I knew Georgia was going to be okay was definitely after the first possession because it just TCU couldn't get the edge, man. Yeah. The speed of our guys just crashing down. They could not get the edge. It was uh, it it it, it was just. 
men versus boys out there. They were getting mauled on both sides of the lines of scrimmage, and just the speed was just in a different just just atmosphere with them. But but that first play right after TCU got the false start, Jalen Carter just bulldo- bulldozed a couple folks. Man. Yeah, he did, and uh, made Max Duggan you know shift out of the pocket and um and uh and you just knew then you knew then uh this was going to be a long night for him. Now I didn't think it was going to be sixty five seven long night, but that's what happens when you have a team who all year has played complimentary football, and when both sides are clicking on all cylinders like they are and that complimentary football is being played, that's the result you get. You get a daggone 58-point <laughs> whooping in the national championship game when it's the only game on in America, and all eyes in this great nation is watching that game, yeah. at least for a half. Yeah, for a half. half. And they decide they need to go to bed, <laughs> and yeah. people were just ticked. I love the fact that people are ticked to say, "Man, I love the national championship. I love watching it. I don't care if my team's in it or not. I just want to see a good game." And when you go out there, I love as a Georgia fan that we made that conversation come up on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. That we had people ticked at the committee because Georgia went out there and they beat a team sixty-five to seven. Yeah, on the biggest stage of them all, sixty-five to seven, baby. It's insane. Did you ever think you'd see it? Uh, no. Ever. No, never. Uh, defense recorded five sacks, nine tackles for loss. That's cr- that's a crazy stat right there. Nine tackles for loss. A pass deflection, two interceptions, and a fumble recovery. You know, Kirby says a lot, let's cause havoc or let's wreak havoc, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's wreaking havoc. Um, five yes. sacks. And I'll, I'll tell you. The reason why we got so many sacks, and people are probably like, well, why weren't we getting that kind of pressure all year? You know, blah, 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 blah. Is because it's just pure coverage sacks. Our yeah. secondary locked down those guys, those those receivers. I'm telling you, and it allowed us to get to uh, Dugan. I tell you, Max Duggan, Dugan Duggan, he looks so flustered. He I did. mean, from the he first did. drive on, just flustered, like he had no idea what was going on. When you're able to put that kind of pressure on with just a base, yeah base yeah. pack, we're just sending just three or four guys right. just your base and be able to do that and not have to come up with any big exotic blitzes or sending extra guys but then when you do do it it is it, i mean it's just steamrolling mm-hmm. them yeah then your, your, your defense is gonna roll man mm-hmm. and that's what happened monday night that's what happened monday night and like you said clark I, the, the the secondary had been challenged and they came out there and they played a phenomenal football game they my did. boy javon bullard he two showed interceptions, out man yeah. two interceptions and let know. me let me uh let me Praise you for this, Adam. You, um, let's see, on the, we did a Facebook Live thing, and I think you said on there, Javon Buller's going to get a pick. Well, he did. <laughs> he did. Then, moments before he got the first pick, you said, all right, this is it, Javon Bullard. Or, I don't know if you said Javon, but you said an interception yeah, I just said happened. interception. This it felt drive. like Max Dunn was going to try to force it. Yeah, and sure enough. He was going to try to have to, you know, make something happen. Yeah, and it just happened. I just got and it happened that, last but. year, I think, in one game. I don't remember what it was, but uh, – yeah. Oh, South Carolina game. No, oh, it was. Rattlers yes, yes, you're up. right. So you just got to tell those yeah. moments, and then you just get lucky that, you know, quarterbacks are going to try to make a play. Mm-hmm. They're getting, you know, they're, they're, they're feeling the pressure. They need to make something happen. Yeah. And that's where you want them, man. That's where you want them, especially when you get pressure on them and you get a little rattling in the pocket. They'll try to just uh, force a contested throw, and then, uh, that's when it's up for grabs, and DBs can feast, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one thing that's uh, that our defensive – Defensive unit just played complimentary football so well. Defensive line did good. The second level did mm-hmm. good. And the back end did good. And when both units are clicking like that, that's what you get. You get a 58-point difference in the national championship game, baby. Yep. And then you even get your third, second, third-string guys come in there and just dominate TCU. Yep. It makes you wonder, man, what what is the rest of the Big 12 like? I mean, do they play this poorly all the time? or 
I don't, I don't, man, I, you got to go really? out and you got to get physical guys, man. You got to go out. Five stars matter, man. Yeah. Five stars matter. I mean, that TCU team, you can say it all you want. It's a beautiful Cinderella story. I mean, it's cute. Mm-hmm. It's cute. We could all sit around and just give them a hand, man. Really, we could watch that Baylor field goal Chinese fire drill type <laughs> deal when they came out and they kicked that kick the to end the game in Waco to beat Baylor by one point and all this stuff and be happy for him. Duggan, the great guy, great competitor, man, and a great heart. But when it comes down to it, Clark, point blank period, five-star athletes are going to win. Yeah. They're going to win. And the only team that can stay on the field with Georgia, as we saw the game previous, was four five-star athletes from Ohio State, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it just comes to who's uh, the player development and who's better uh, prepared and who's better in-game coaching and who wants some more. And, that, and that's Georgia. That's Georgia. And that's Kirby Smart's program. So when you have that, when you have a coach who has gotten to the point of Kirby Smart being able to bring these guys in, not only bring these guys in and develop them and then have two, three deep and that, that allows you to have the practices that are going on at the University of Georgia that are probably that are the hardest in America that is going on Easily. the demand for excellence that makes these games that they play in look like just a the easiest part of the week. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh that that's a recipe that's yeah. a recipe and um if you ain't got it and if you ain't physical and you're not disciplined and uh and you don't have an attitude to play complimentary football and uh and believe in the guy beside you and your coaching staff then you're not going to get uh, get anywhere near George's level. And that's where George's at, and it's not something that could be built overnight, Clark. And, and to, to all the people in Gainesville, Florida, it is not something Billy Napier can build overnight. Nope. To all the people in Opelika and Auburn, Alabama, it's not something Hugh Freeze can build overnight. As much as Tennessee fans want to think Josh Heupel's built it overnight, you cannot build what is happening in Athens, Georgia, overnight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's what made those 16, 17, 18, 19, even 20, those seasons so tough is, is we knew it was coming. We knew this was being built. If it you really built. studied Kirby Smart and you saw that he was the, the, I hate to use this term, disciple of Nick Saban, if you saw that and you, and you really understood the, the bigger picture, you knew this was coming. It was just a matter of when. And, and, and waiting 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 for that national championship, it was tough. But it's here. It's know? here, man. It's just, it is to the point now. People knew it. Anybody who knew anything about college football, especially these coaches, knew that Georgia is a team that could just blow the, blow the roof off of it. You know, blow the roof off the building. And that's what has happened now. It has finally happened, mm-hmm. and it's here to stay. You got a coach. When you when you have a coach like this, with a fan base like this, and the, the school resources like this, and a recruiting hotbed like the state of Georgia is, and also, too, with the administrative support from the president of the university that a lot of guys like Mark Rick before had or that didn't have didn't mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. Uh, you know that Kirby is fortunate enough to have to get the facilities that he's been able to blessed to have had then you know it's uh it's something that's uh that special and you you add all that up and that's what you get man yep. that's what you get when you have guys like Jerry Moorhead Josh Brooks and um and, and Kirby and um where this university is located the the appeal of the campus the talent in the state and it's not slowing down anytime soon Saban knew that Georgia would be a problem under Kirby and mm-hmm. uh and here we are here we are here we are because the standard of college football runs through Athens Georgia baby it has shifted it has shifted the the route has shifted Clark yeah the route shifted yep uh, I thought Bear Alexander had a really big game, and he's going to make a big impact next did, year, uh, filling in for Jalen Carter. Yes, sir. Good gracious, Him I mean, Michael Williams, Michael, yep, um, just really, studs, really just doing. Some and good and that stuff just goes right back there, to you know what we were talking about just a little while ago, culture. 
Um, these guys are fresh. Well, Bears a freshman, true freshman. Not- and uh, he, you know he can go on the biggest stage, play against some of the best teams in the nation, and uh, make a big impact. So we got to continue uh, pouring into these guys, <laughs> investing in these young pups. Right, How awesome was it to see all those guys get reps in the national championship? It was great. To see your twos and your threes yeah. out there late in the third quarter, fourth quarter, just getting just reps, man. Getting to say they were in the national championship. Getting to say they have experience playing in the national championship. These guys who are going to be stepping up uh, and plugging in some of the holes that are going to be um, left to be filled. Um, mm-hmm. Got some good, good experience, man, so far last Monday night. Right. Uh, Georgia's special teams, last but not least, uh, <laughs> we didn't see them a whole lot. I mean, we saw the kickoff team, yeah. Adam, because yeah. we, we kicked it off a ton. That's, right. That's um, right. And then another note I had, you know, is sad that Jack Pod's last kick as a dog was missed. But, hey, hey. he made some big-time field he goals did. in his career. He did. He did. And, uh, you know, proud of him. And I'm sure he's going to go on and have a great career in the NFL, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. so. I, he oh. could come back if he wanted to. Oh, does he have another year? I guess the COVID year. He could. Oh, yeah, I guess but that's right. I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to do or whatnot, hmm. but who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I think that's right. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and then let, let's talk about this just for a second. What does it mean? What does this championship mean, Adam? Now, last year obviously was the first. The first one we had ever seen. The first one in 40, what, two years? It was sweet. It was really sweet. How does that compare to this year's 2022 national championship? Um, I, I don't think anything will ever top that night in Indianapolis and Indiana. Just the factors of um, beating Alabama, finally getting over the Alabama hump that year, and then finally getting over, of course, the big elephant in the room, the 41-year drought. Mm-hmm. Getting over that and the relief of finally seeing it, seeing it that you, that you saw Georgia win one. Seeing that you saw Georgia win one, and honestly, at that point in time, you didn't care if it was a one-year fluke because you saw it. Mm-hmm. It happened. Yep. It happened. And the emotions of that game in that fourth quarter and the celebration with the people you love most that night was just something you'll, you'll never forget. You'll right. never forget. And the weird feeling after that, that you had all your national championship gear. You were excited <laughs> and it just fired up, strutting around. And then I talked about it earlier. Then this football season came, and it was weird because you're, you're there. You've done it before. You've done it before, and you always kind of thought, how will it be like now that you've waited so long to see Georgia win a national championship? Now they've won it. They're defending national champions. Yeah. How is it going to change my outlook on everything? And then the ball got teed off, and it sucked you right back in. Mm-hmm. And then you got to thinking, could you do it again? Ah, it's just hard to go back to back, man. Right. Only a few teams in history have done it, especially in the new college football playoff poll where you you got to play one more national championship contender than all these guys that did it in the BCS poll area before did. And you thought, man, it's just going to be hard to do. Thank you for last year. And then it just started rolling, Clark. You saw this team grow. You saw this, these leaders get established. You saw the complimentary football that was played. And then you realized that this team was the best in the country. Yep. And the jubilation of knowing, doing it again and what happened in Atlanta, Georgia on New Year's Eve when that, that kick was missed. Mm-hmm. And then the, all those Georgia fans traveling to Los Angeles and uh, a 58-point win in the national championship was something to me. What it told me, Clark, what it told me was this program is built to sustain. 
Yeah. Kirby Smart said it. This program is built to sustain, man. It's not a LSU. It's not a Florida who might reel off one or so and, and then all of a sudden just go into mediocrity for years. This program is built. The foundation of where this university is, the support, everything that it has in this state, this location is built to not go anywhere for a long time, Clark. That's what it meant to me, man. It meant to me that we got to see one more. Thank good Lord that we got to see one more and that it cemented, Clark, cemented that We'll see another one, too. Oh, yeah. It's it might coming. not be next year, but it very well could be, but it will be again here in the next couple of years. And it showed me, Clark, it told me this, too. Kirby Smart, the torch has been passed. Mm. The torch has been passed at this moment right now. At this current moment, Kirby Smart controls college football. Now, I'm not saying that he's he's a better all-time coach than Nick Saban just because yeah. he's won. No, I'm talking about right now. At this time, and who can argue with that, Clark? Who could argue with that well, at Nick this Sab- current moment? Nick Saban wants to argue with that, but but he can't he right can. now. He, he can't. can't. Only one coach has won two championships back to back right now, and that's Kirby Smart, man. Just dusted Dabo Sweeney. Beautiful, beautiful. You just heard Clemson fans for the past few years. Oh, we got two national championships. George hadn't won one in blah 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 blah. How many years? Oh well, we got that first one. Well, Dabo still got two. You know, come yeah. it's you know easy to get one. Come come back when you win two. Well, there's the second one right there, baby. Kirby Smart's past Dabo Sweeney. Kirby Smart is the standard in college football. And what it seemed, and the last thing I will say, what it meant to me, Clark, is that the standard of college football is in Athens, Georgia, right now. Number one team in the nation going in the preseason will be the University of Georgia, mm-hmm. Clark. The talking heads. It's going to be Georgia this, Georgia that. It's going to be something, guys, that we have not heard before. Right. And it's going to be a heck of a coaching job by Kirby to get this group ready for next year because it is going to be rat poison galore. But for Georgia fans, it is going to be constant. Georgia, 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 and something we're not used to. But that's where it's at. That's what the win Monday night seemed to me, Clark. Agreed. And folks, get used to it. I mean, get used to it. And I'm really talking more to opposing fans. Get used to this. Because right. this is your new normal. This is your worst nightmare. The dogs are here to stay. And, uh, hey, I'll say this, too. Um, I, I genuinely believe, and uh, this is not a hard argument to make, really. Stetson has got to be one of the greatest. If not, you could make the case he's the greatest Bulldog to ever do it of all time. I don't know. I, I'm I, unbelievable story, Clark. Yeah. Unbelievable story and what he has done, man. And uh, many th- thought people thought the perfect ending would be right out as the man who who proved everybody wrong last year with the national championship. Now, yeah. what does he do? He comes back and he doubles down and gets another one. Yep. And uh, um, unbelievable, uh, something that we may may never see again like that. But uh, something that. I'm thankful that we got to live to see somebody who is definitely going to be in the ring of honor for Georgia now. Uh, people who talk about retiring numbers, Georgia does not retire jerseys anymore, numbers. But if they did, he would be somebody that would mm-hmm. be deserving of it. Um, somebody who is never going to have to buy a meal again in the state of Georgia. Yeah. Somebody who is uh, who is um, and just uh, somebody who's an absolute legend and can be argued the best player to ever wear the red and black. Clark. Yeah. Can be argued, man. I, I personally am not going to – I'm not going to make that um, – I'm not going to take one side or the other right now. Let me think on it. But, Adam, do you have one? Do you, would you say he is or would you say 34 is? Well, two national championships uh, is amazing. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will say about this is is um, number 34, that run from 1980 to 1982, was because of number 34. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, period. Period. Was this run – 
that we've seen now George be on primarily solely because of Stetson Bennett? No. Mm -mm. It wasn't. That's not taking no, anything no, away from him because no. he was the perfect quarterback yeah. and leader and that contributed to get right here. But but Georgia, the program national championship caliber team that is built, that Kirby Smart has built, is not primarily going to be in a sense that quarterback reliant like was down the road in Clemson, South Carolina. When Trevor Lawrence left, boom. Right. Just fell into the, you know, two, three loss season yeah, completely. Yeah. That is not going to be the case in Athens, Georgia, man. I don't feel like. I mean, we're going to miss Stetson, no doubt. He's a, he has been somebody who has just been absolutely phenomenal for uh for what this the success of this team. But I want to think on it some more like you, Clark, yeah. on that. But I love him to death and love what he is doing. He is a legend and will never buy a meal again in the state of Georgia. And he is definitely in the top two. Agreed. Completely agreed. Uh, here's something you don't have to think much about. This, I'll, I'll say it, this yeah. is the greatest football team to ever go back-to-back, -back, ever. Yeah, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close, Clark. Um, not even close. And, and no. the reason I say that, you know, you, you can take, uh, let's see, what what was it, 10, 10 and 11? No, it was 11 and 12, Bama. Yeah. Uh, and they really had a chance to have three-peat. But you could take that team and you could compare them to this team, and yep. you, you may look back and see all the NFL stars that they had yep. on that team. Um, but I think what separates us from them is that that one extra game. Hey, it's it a is, playoff. It is. Era. It is. That is something that, that George is the first to do it in the playoff era, and something that uh, that you can't you can't beat, Clark, because this this team has um, had to play another team that was capable of winning a national championship, unlike those other teams that have repeated. So this is by far the greatest two year run that we have seen in college football history. Yeah. Period. Period. The only team to, to win 29 games in um, in two years besides Clemson. Clemson's up there, but Clemson in those two mm. years only won one national championship. Yeah. Georgia won two, so boom, book it. Boom. They're the best to do it. Yep, agreed. And the most complete team. Uh, you know, I, I'm hearing a lot of people compare, uh, you, you know, say that we are the best football team in college football history. Right. I don't know if I'm there yet with that. Uh I mean, there have been some really good there ones, and I, I certainly think we're the top five. Um, I would say that this year's team is better than last year's team. Uh, just think so. complete, yeah. Think this year's I, I'm not saying – I'm not saying. Do I think this year's team would beat last year's team? <clears throat> that would be really close of a game. Uh, shoot, Adam, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, man. I do think oh, this man. year's offense is not head and shoulders better, but this it is more improved. Well, Defense but, this year is not as – Star stuff. Well, that's what that's the thing. You I don't think know. about this year's offense versus last year's defense. Right. Oh my gosh. gosh. And, then, and then this year's defense versus last year's offense. It's just kind of like you said, I feel like the offense, the defense might have taken took a little baby step back and the offense improved a little bit. And I don't know. This year, and I mean you have two I don't know. I don't know. It's fun to think about, fun yeah. that uh, we're even having this conversation. Two national championship winning teams, mm -hmm. both of them mean the world to us and every Georgia fan watching this. And um, I, I still can't believe it, Clark. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it and uh, something I can't wait to talk about with everybody that I see for the, the next few months. It's going to be fun, Adam. It's, it's going to be, be real great. fun. It's going to be great. Uh, as of now, Keely Ringo and Jalen Carter, uh, two big names, obviously this is no surprise, have decided to enter the draft. I'm sure there's more to come. Uh, you know, yeah. you'll have Nolan yeah. as well. You could add to that list. Gonna be some transfers. Going to be a lot out, of yeah, a lot of a lot of people with their name called here soon in the NFL draft. It's gonna be great. We've got a lot to look forward to. Yes, um, we do. One thing I want to say: longevity, Adam, sustained success. 
you know, we can't be entitled. That's one thing that Kirby preached in his press conference after the game. We can't be entitled. You know, and he said, and he was asked, I believe, somebody asked him, they said, is it going to be easier or harder than it was this time last year preparing for a new season? He said, it's going to be even harder because That's last right. year, you know, we lost so much talent. It's like we got a clean slate, you know, with, yeah. with new bodies playing in that defense and in the offense. Uh, this year, same guys. A lot of the guys are returning. So right. will they get fed up, or will they uh, be be entitled? Will they have Complace. that title Complace. and complacency? Right. Will they have that, or they're going to? Are they going to fight through it like they did this past season? Um, and and you know work work for another another right. championship, Adam. It's really likely, y'all. Uh, people know, aren't talking about enough. This past year was Kirby Smart's greatest coaching job. Mm -hmm. Doing that, it's supposed to be a rebuilding year. This upcoming year, if he's able to pull it off again, um, win an SEC championship, <laughs> go back to playoffs, would be an even greater coaching job because oh, of what man. you just said, Clark. But the foundation is laid for this program to keep doing it year in and year out. We do not see a just generational player, one primary generational player that has sustained and kept a program up like we have seen in the past and then dropped off when that player's left. Georgia's not built like that, Clark. Mm -hmm. Georgia's built with a team of full guys who are talented that play as one, that play complementary to each other, and that are believed and bought into the culture right. that they bought into from the first time they stepped foot in Athens of what Kirby Smart started and those guys uh, six, seven years ago, man. And it's something that was built to sustain, Clark. That is the word now is sustained. Sustain, mm -hmm. and um, that is where we are at, and not too many programs are there. And like I said, I will say it again. I've said it three or four times already, and it's something you can't build overnight. So it's not something that's just magically going to happen in, uh, in Auburn or Florida or, uh, or or Clemson again to recapture it or any of these places, I feel like. Lord. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm comp uh, confident in saying that. There you go. I'm hey, a little just – I'm just poking my chest out, baby. Let me ask you this. Are you confident in saying this? Dogs three peat. All right, you got an opportunity right here. Are you going? Are you going to wait? They three peat, baby. Who else? Who else? Who are you else, calling man? it right Who here? Who else? Right here, right January eleventh, right two thousand twenty-three. Right January eleventh, Georgia is going to win a national championship in Houston again and pull off three peat. I just man, Ooh. it just I, 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 it's hard. It's hard and mostly not likely because you don't see it. But dang, if there was ever time to do it, this is it. That's true. This is yeah. It, that's, that's a good point. I mean, hey, this Alabama came close in this what? Is it. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, uh, yeah, had they not lost in the picks pick there? Yeah, but uh, but um, I, I think it's a team that is built that they are going to be in the conversation. Let's just say this: you won't look at this upcoming year roster and be like, "Oh my God, there's way too many people that right. lost." There's there's going to be two. Um, we're going to miss thirteen under center. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Mm -hmm. That will be something that uh, there will be some growing pains there, and we will realize how much we missed him. But uh, but hopefully Carson Beck, whoever the guy is, steps uh, steps in and gets acclimated. You got a whole month of some good schedule. Favorite. One another reason why I say that Clark's favorable schedule yeah. too. And uh, you know, before your toughest test, I feel like just looking at it right now, way way too early. Look ahead is going to be in the back half of the season where guys can even grow, get even better. And I like it, man. I feel really confident. I feel dang confident saying another playoff berth. Oh yeah. But it's hard, sure. man. It's so hard to win two games, man. And how George has been able to do that. Twice these past two years is amazing, but I feel like they could do it. A lot of guys have have the experience, been there and done it. But we'll see. That's why we love college football. What yep. about you? And that's that's talking season coming you up. Take, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off just a little bit longer. I want to see who declares, who stays, uh, and, and not just for Georgia, but for other teams too. Not yeah. that it really dictates what Georgia does. But I the, mean, 
But you, I just want a bigger picture. I, I want a little bit more time before I call something like that. But well, I, I like the confidence. Well, well, well me, Clark, I, I've been calling George going to win the national championship since I was seven years old. <laughs> every single off yeah. season, just just delusional hope, <laughs> half glass full, just yeah. delusional well, hope. Hey, you've gotten it, uh, but, but now you know. Now it's actual reality. And that's why I'm saying now I'm actually saying it, and it makes sense. And it's actually sure. something that can 100 percent come to fruition, yeah. baby. And I cannot wait, baby. Cannot wait till we get to September and we get to open that thing up against the. UT Martin. Martin. Warhawks. What are Ooh. they? Not the Warhawks. What are they? There's something. Some some sort of but aerial. But Tennessee Martin comes to town. We'll be ready. Yeah. We will. We'll have a college we show before it. We'll get fired up, and we're going to do it all over again, baby. Oh, Good Lord great. willing. Good Rinse Lord and repeat. Rinse, Rinse and repeat. repeat. All right, so what's coming up, Adam? We've got a oh, national man. championship celebration in Athens this Saturday, January 14th. Uh, the parade's at 1230. You can nice. see Kirby and all the folks uh, driving some nice Ford F-150s. Ford is the big sponsor. Uh, and drive yeah. down, what is it, Lumpkin Street, down to the stadium. They'll have a dog walk at 1 o'clock. I'm sure it'll be a great time, and then it'll allow everybody to get in the stadium for the ceremony yep. at 2 p.m. So that is this Saturday. Y'all go Fun see time. Adam on row I'll 60. I'm not going to be here. I'm, I'm going to be in Las Vegas Clark's for work. Got a, a business trip. A business Another trip. Another business yep. trip this weekend. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the jet lag's going to kill me. Golly. Yeah. I got to get uh, used to that. But, uh, no, y'all go see Adam on row 60. And, Come see me, baby. Uh, he, he will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun, I'm sure. Um, surely they'll televise it, won't they? Yeah, I think they will. Okay, I think good. they will. Um, yeah, they should. I know they did last year. I don't see why they do it any differently this yep. upcoming year. Oh, and we've got a lot more episodes, a lot a lot in the works. I'm uh, not really yeah. sure where we go from here. We'll keep you all updated. We're not going to leave you all in the dark. I feel That's like right. we did that last season, and we shouldn't have, so we apologize. Uh, we're going to get better with this. We're trying to get more this. professional with yes. craft. Yes, that is true, and uh, got a whole off-season right. full of fun, fun stuff. So And more celebrating, baby. Yeah, a lot of to crank it back up. Go ahead, get some uh, championship apparel, some back-to-back apparel. Wear it everywhere. Yep. Wear it to the beach this summer. Wear it to uh, the grocery store. Or wear it to, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, everything. Kids' baseball games this spring, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let people know. Let all your Al- Auburn fans know. Let all the Al- Alabama friends that you may have, Clemson people, um, Tennessee, Florida, it, it, all them people know yep. that uh, your favorite team just won its second national championship in back-to-back seasons. And they're going to eat and, our uh, dust. Let them know that all throughout this upcoming year. Yep, yep. It's appropriate. Adam. It to be done. Final thoughts. Give us give us one more pep talk for the 2022-2023 football season. Thank God for making me a Georgia Bulldog. Yes. Clark. Thank God for allowing us to see what we've seen. Thank you for Kirby Smart. Thank you for the University of Georgia. Thank you for the state of Georgia. Thank you for the foundation that has been built by many people before us. Thank you for the legacy of fans that pass this down from generation to generation. To me, to you, to you listening to this that made it so special. And that that's the thing that you think about is those people that aren't able to be here to enjoy this but doesn't it make you smile Clark? doesn't it make you smile to know what they would feel like in this moment oh, yeah. to see where Georgia is now and that is two national championships in two years that's what makes it so special here where we live in uh, the state of Georgia and all across the south and all across the nation Clark, is the family connections the friend connections and the pageantry that it is the, the pride in your school the pride in your state and just the pride and overall in your team and when you reach the top the mountaintop the pinnacle and it's especially where George is in uncharted waters that is not doing but just a handful of times, if that. Um, and you know that your your, your favorite school is going to be etched in history. 
and has a chance to make it even more history next year. That's the thing that you get to fire be fired. Me yeah. and you, Clark, are people who like to, to, to think about upcoming stuff and get excited. Oh, yeah. Last half full approach as well. This whole off season, you get to think about doing a three-peat, baby. Oh, man. And uh, the excitement about that, but just um, – thinking back on the memories that we have had and uh, on this podcast and it wouldn't be as special as it is without the people who are listening the people that we have got to connect with on game days and threads I think about it and I think about it on just some random April day (laughs) is the threads that I've read of these guys what they're doing for their Georgia games what their national championship celebration is Mm -hmm. uh, what the call-in show calls getting fired up before the Tennessee game getting fired up before the Oregon game the SEC championship that's why we love this team and that's why we love sitting here and rambling thank y'all for listening to us man never would have dreamed two seasons of row 60 <laughs> two national championships Ooh, baby that's a nice ring to it let everybody know that georgia is the pinnacle of college football georgia is the standard kirby smart is the best coach in the nation at this time right now the power g is the brand of the champion and i will tell you this right now your friends of uh, that are fans of other teams will hate the Georgia Bulldogs. Will have a completely different tone and demeanor to them when discussing college football with them. But you soak it in, baby, yeah. and you love it, and you eat it up because that only means one thing: that they're scared of Georgia, and they know Georgia's not going anywhere because Georgia's not going anywhere. Clark, just like Row Sixty's not going anywhere. That's right. Big plans coming up, baby. How about them Georgia Bulldogs, baby? Go dogs! Ooh, 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 ooh.